1: Well, hello 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 everyone and welcome to the Charlotte Mitchell radio show broadcasting from the capital city of Richmond, Virginia, but heard all across the world wide web we are super excited uh, to have all of you that are tuning in listening in uh, to us those that are hanging out on the phone lines we see you thank you so much for being here with us those that are listening in from charvette.com and blog talk radio all of our broadcast stations iTunes oh my mobile app listeners thank you for listening in and you may be listening in from an Alexa device (laughs) we welcome you as well to the Charlotte Mitchell radio show, which you know, uh, has the goal to motivate, excite and influence. And today is one of our, our author spotlights. We love, love, love chatting up and talking to authors. And so I'm excited because I've got a guest that's hanging out in the virtual virtual green room. Uh, Dr. Abbott Granoff is going to be joining us. Uh, he's the author of Crowns of Gold, uh, but he's been in private practice practice of psychiatry uh, in Virginia Beach for uh, the past 42 years, maybe even a little over that. Uh, And he is the author of the internationally acclaimed book, Panic Attacks and Phobias, A Consumer's Guide. Uh, Listen, he's had numerous scientific articles and letters uh, to editors published in scientific journals and newspapers, including the New York Times. And so uh, this is a little departure from those topics. A crowns of gold. I'm telling you is something you want to hear about in particular because we're broadcasting from Virginia and there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of information, a lot of things, a lot of research that went into this book related to this area. So this is what I want you to do. Jump on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you're hanging out. Listen, you might need to text a friend and say you need to join us. You need to listen to the Charlotte Mitchell radio show and you need to listen right now. Follow me Follow me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Charvette, and connect on Twitter, twitter.com slash Charvette. So we're going to the virtual studio now. Uh, we're excited to bring, I call him Dr. Abbott, we're excited to bring Dr. Abbott uh, up to the mic right now, uh, live on the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show. Welcome to the show.
2: Well, thank you very much, A uh, Pleasure to be here.
1: Well, we are glad to have you, Uh, and certainly it was a pleasure to to meet you uh, and your lovely wife at a a James River Writers event uh, recently here in Richmond, and I got my my hot little hands on your book, Uh, and so I'm glad to just chat about it. I'd love to have you just tell the listeners what um, made you decide to kind of go down this path writing Crowns of Gold.
2: Well... The crowns of gold, there are two crowns on the cover of the book. They are real. They are 2,000 years old. And on the back of the cover, there's a plaque that is also 2,000 years old, a gold plaque. And when I saw these things, I said, where are these things from? And they told me that they were from the Scythians. Now, I never heard of the Scythians but it turns out as I started looking into it, I became totally fascinated with them. These people are from um, where China, Mongolia, and Russia, Siberia meet, and Mm -hmm. they're from the Altai Mountains. Their ancestors 5,000 years ago were the first people to tame the horse. These people uh, were the... Scythians were the first people to create the Silk Road from western China all the way to eastern Europe. Now, back in those days, you couldn't take the sea route around to get to, the, uh, to Europe because no one knew about it, first of all, didn't know they could go around Africa. And if you tried to go on the land route, there were too many kingdoms and to, to cross through that were too dangerous, so you couldn't do that. But the Scythians, because they were horsemen and warriors, they were able to travel the 3,000 miles from western China to eastern Europe by horseback because it's the Asian steppes. Now, that's what they call the grasslands there, but it's like our uh, central, um, central U.S. where it was just plains and grassland. So the Asian plains, also called steppes, were their domain, and they were able to uh, take silk, tea, and spices all the way to the ancient kingdoms of Egypt, Persia, Greece, Babylon, etc. And they became very wealthy by doing it and coveted gold most of all. And these two crowns of gold uh, are Scythian and they're the only two known that have garnets on them. They're studded with garnets. Now, garnets today aren't very valuable, but these are kind of like a ruby plum color, and any stone that was that color, red or uh, plum-colored, was considered a ruby in those days. So they were very valuable in those days. So these people, in order to maintain this trade route had to become very brutal in order to fend off anyone who tried to take over. So I became uh, fascinated good. with them.
1: So fascinating. And um, listeners, if you're wondering, what, what time period is this? We're, we're talking 800 B.C. to 200 A.D. Um, and so this kind of background, like this is real life. This is real. This really stuff that happens. This is real life. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, real life stuff that happens. And also, there's a tie to um, the Amazons with, you know, with uh, this group. The
2: Scythians. Yes. Yeah. The The Scythians. uh, Thirty percent of the warriors that went into battle with the Scythians were women. The women could not marry until they killed a man in battle. And don't tell this to my wife, please. <laughs> and, if, and if when a Scythian killed uh, another warrior and it was a good fight, they would skin their hands and have them made into a quiver for their arrows. They would scalp them and tie the scalp onto the bridle of their horse. And they would take the skull cap off the top of the head, the skull, gild it and use it as a wine cup. How would you like to do that? Drink out of that?
1: Right, <laughs> warriors indeed, warriors indeed. Uh, if you just tuned in, hey, we're chatting it up here, uh, talking about the book, Crowns of Gold, Crowns of Gold. And so, um, let's kind of pull this into where your storyline really, you know, you got intrigued, and then did. Just a vision come to you of how can I bring this into modern time and with this novel?
2: Yeah, yeah. So what I did is I said, what would happen? I mean, we have a scourge of uh, terrorists these days, uh, the Islamists and the Scythians. These guys are babies compared to the Scythians, and I was thinking, what ha- what would happen if we had Scythians running around in modern day in the modern day world? And I decided that would be something very interesting to write about. And the way I brought this into the modern world <clears throat> is that these two crowns from the original Scythian king and his son were lost in time during a battle. And when they were, the, the Scythian legend was when they were found and returned to their proper heir, heirs. The Scythians would rise up once again and this time take over the world. So they're lost to battle. The Scythians were conquered by Marcus Aurelius, by Rome. This is all true. In 168 AD, 60% of them were sent up to England to protect Hadrian's Wall. They were the power in England. And Mm. the other 40% stayed back and became uh, mercenaries for the Romans. The ones that went up to England were responsible for the King Arthur legend because in the 400, B, uh, 400 AD, a big battle was uh, fought in Baden, England, and that was by a very famous warrior who was, in my opinion, Scythian, and so they're responsible for the King Arthur legend. The way I bring it into even more current times, is that this King Arthur was the proper Scythian heir to receive the crowns. Well, he didn't get them, but as his relatives that were proper heirs came over into Virginia in 1620 during the first wave of colonization to the Virginia colony, they came over and they said, well, look at this. Uh, new land, new places to conquer and they did. They started growing tobacco and uh, became wealthy by trading slaves tobacco and sugar and as we come into modern times, the tobacco industry is basically falling on its heels because of the uh, uh, Surgeon General's warning and all of the problems related to tobacco so the current heir to the tobacco and to the Scythian heir uh, is has been buying objects uh, from ancient uh, Asia and try, in order to maybe one day find the crowns. Well, one day the crowns are presented to him, and he about falls off the chair um, <laughs> and decides with his son to. In order to bring the Scythians back into power and to gain more money to use that, to gain that power, they've decided to start smuggling heroin through the coast of Virginia Beach and the coast of the Outer Banks. And it then becomes uh, Miami Vice, Virginia Beach, Outer Banks style. And it's wow. all painted roads, too. Because a lot of things happen in in Hampton and all around Hampton roads often, and so that's how it comes in the modern times.
1: That's how it comes in, and so this caused you to do a lot of research in in these areas. Uh, And I know the book uh, pulls out things that you really don't hear about other places. And so, um, can you give us a couple of things that were like aha's or? Uh, things that you found out in your research, because you did almost four years of research for this book.
2: That's correct. It was a lot, a lot of research. And one of the things, well, I found out a lot of very interesting things, um, like where um, Powhatan's capital was uh, on the western shore of, I guess it's the Biddle Peninsula near Gloucester. And Gloucester petitioned the a king of England, to be the colonial capital, but Jamestown won out. So they didn't become the colonial capital. Um, There's also other things I learned, like Fort Monroe in Hampton. If you've never visited that, you really ought to. It's one of the oldest stone forts built in America, and it's star-shaped and is surrounded by a moat. Now, at this location in Hampton, it overlooks the entrance to Hampton Roads. And they call it Roads because in colonial times, they used uh, the rivers and, and water to transport goods. They didn't have roads like we have today. So they were called, the rivers and the, and the ocean were called Roads. So I learned about Fort Monroe and then I learned about in 1860 uh 1860 when they went uh, when we had the Civil War Fort uh, Monroe stayed in Union hands and uh slaves would run away from their owners and came to Fort Monroe and I guess it was uh General Benjamin that that protected them. And one of the first, they started, they, they weren't able to uh, learn to read or write, so they started having classes to do that, and it eventually became Hampton University.
1: Wow.
3: And in
2: the first chapter of the book, I talk about that, about Hampton University being one of the uh, premier African American schools in the country.
1: Absolutely! Big shout-out to uh, Hampton U alumni uh, or students that are listening in and you are from Hampton U. Big shout-out there. So lots of of history and lots of nuggets, um, crowns of gold. And so um, there's another place that some of our listeners may be familiar with, uh, this beautiful restored hotel. Tell us a little bit about um, this beautiful hotel that's in the Virginia Beach area that also shows up in crowns of gold.
2: Well, let me preface it with the fact that uh, people in gangs in Baltimore and then around the uh, around the East Coast are showing up. Uh, drug drug gangs are showing up with their hand skin, uh, scalped, their skull caps removed, and the government is getting very curious about this. And then when it starts happening to Prominent lawyers and politicians and uh, businessmen, bankers, they decide to put together an ultra-secret organization that I call Tosh, Talon of Security Hold Land. And this group is led by two retired SEALs, SEAL Team 6 SEALs, who um, are the heroes of the book. They put together a team. To find out who is behind this and to take it down. Now, two of the chapters happen at the Cavalier Hotel. One at the Hunt Room, which is down in the basement of the Cavalier, the first floor, and it's just a wonderful, wonderful place. Uh, they do their own distilling of bourbon and vodka, and it's a nice place to eat. And the other the other chapter takes place at Becca, which is the premier restaurant of the Cavalier. Now I describe the Cavalier, the hunt the hunt room and Becca and the Cavalier itself in detail. And one of the villains lives in one of the bungalows on the grounds of the Cavalier. So that's very prominently mentioned.
1: Oh, and uh, in real life listeners I've been to the Cavalier Hotel uh, for a retreat big shout out to those that are listening in if you've been to Entrusted Connections retreat you've been to the Cavalier Hotel in Virginia Beach beautifully restored definitely a five star level uh, and so I think it's great when um, locations kind of come alive or, or if you've been or you can go to the location uh, it just comes alive for you uh, when you read Crowns of Gold and, and so Dr. Abbott. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and then when we um, come back, I want to dig um, a little bit more and talk about how this might be good for book clubs and, you know, groups that are looking for books to read, and maybe we'll give them, uh, give them some guidance and some tips there. Uh, so, listeners, we're going to be right back after this quick commercial break. Don't you move. We're going to be coming right on back.
0: It's the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show. Charvette will be back after this. Join
2: us for the 17th Annual James River Writers' Conference, happening at the Greater Richmond Convention Center, Saturday, October 12th, and Sunday,
3: October 13th, with masterclasses starting Friday the 11th. This conference is an annual gathering in Richmond, Virginia, that attracts prize-winning authors and highly regarded editors and literary agents from around the country to
2: share their wisdom about writing and publishing. Register today at jamesriverwriters.org. And we will see you October 12th and October 13th at the Greater Richmond Convention Center. Find out more at jamesriverwriters.org. Hello, we are 123jobzone.com, an online job search portal. We are user friendly and if you're searching for a job with us, it's easy as 123. Step one, go to www.123jobzone.com and register as a job seeker. Step two, once registered, upload your resumes. Step three, get connected with employers looking for people like you who are ready and willing to work. Don't forget to follow 123JobZone on Twitter and Facebook to find out more about our upcoming job fairs. What are you waiting for? Stop by 123JobZone.com today. Good luck with your job search.
3: Does your church or ministry have a website? Are you a local artist or author that has an established web presence? If you answer no to any of these questions, you're letting countless opportunities pass you by. Hi, I'm Charvette Mitchell. Mitchell Productions was created with your needs in mind. We will provide you with stylish and economical online marketing solutions. From email marketing to your own website, Mitchell Productions caters to ministries, nonprofits small businesses and special events. Check out our portfolio at Mitchell-Productions.com In today's world a website is not a luxury it's a necessity and Mitchell Productions can create your website in a stylish manner at a very economical price. Don't let business, customers or new congregation members pass you by. Visit Mitchell Productions today at www.Mitchell-Productions.com Let us showcase your organization to the world
0: she's here to motivate excite and influence you she's charvette mitchell Char-Vid Char-Vid Mitchell. it's the charvette mitchell radio show with in-depth interviews from today's leading authors gospel artists stars that you want to know about and now charvette mitchell all right welcome back
1: welcome back uh, again the charvette mitchell radio show broadcasting live Capital City of Richmond, Virginia. We're in our author spotlight with Dr. Abbott Ranoff, and he is the author of Crowns of Gold that you've hearing about so we're jumping right back on in uh to this interview here and so um dr abbott i think this would be um interesting for book clubs or groups that just kind of get together and say hey uh you know we want to we want to read this together and kind of have some probing questions um do you have any recommendations for groups that may be looking at your book for book club
2: well It's available on Amazon. It's available from my website, crownstofgold.net. And it's on on Amazon and has hardback, paperback, and ebook. And I know a lot of you like to use ebooks. So you can get it from there. And if you have a big enough club and you'd like me to talk to your club about it after you guys read it, or even before you read it, I'd be more than happy to do that. You can find me on my website brownsofgoal.net and you'll be able to uh, contact me through that
1: all oh, right perfect so there's the connection point and there is the um the offer right there uh right there for you and so um this book crowns of gold was a departure from your orig- your first book uh, internationally acclaimed book panic attacks and phobias a consumer's guide um just in the writing process was it a was it a hard uh harder process to write this versus your original your first
2: book well uh, this, this was just totally different, and it was really amazing to me. I talked to a bunch of authors ahead of time, and they told me that the characters would become part of me and we'd be talking to me and telling me what to write, and by God, that's exactly what happened. Uh, they have their own personalities, and as a psychiatrist, what I did in the book is I helped each one of the people in Tosh... Uh, the talent of Homeland Security, the heroes that take down the bad guys. Uh, I I put a number of them through various psychiatric uh, or psychotherapy uh, uh, genres to help them along in their personalities. So you might learn something from that part also. But the other thing is I'm a foodie, and I just – (laughs) <laughs> love going. We've been. We are world travelers, and we've eaten at some of the finest restaurants in the world. And you will see all the restaurants that I love in the Hampton Roads area, and in the Outer Banks. And we really didn't get a chance to talk. Also, my, one of my guys in the Heroes visits uh, Thailand and Hong Kong, and we talk about those foods too. Um, we didn't really talk much about the Outer Banks. And you will find numerous things about the Outer Banks you didn't know. And wow. uh, I got a first-hand look at all of that by Marty Brill, who is the fish. who does a fishing show on Saturday mornings down in the Outer Banks on Beach 104. And I launched my book on Beach 104 Memorial Day weekend with him. Uh, he took me all around the Outer Banks and gave me all the secrets, so they're in the book. And if you want to know about the Outer Banks, you'll also find out about the Inner Banks, which most of you have never heard of. That's the western side – yeah, the western side of the mainland. Oh,
3: The so Outer, many
2: nuggets, the outer so Banks themselves – say again? I said so many the
1: nuggets. The Outer Banks are –
2: yeah, it's hidden in the book, uh, and the Outer Banks are just the barrier islands, and there's all kinds of hidden hidden coves. Uh, Blackbeard was killed in Ocracoke Island. His ship was recently found there, and they're excavating it. This place, Virginia Beach and the Outer Banks, have been hotbeds for piracy ever since colonial times, all the way through prohibition and even today. But because Virginia Beach and the Outer Banks really aren't on the radar for customs uh, and DEA. That's why I decided, wouldn't it be interesting for these guys to be smuggling heroin through these places that they're really not looking?
1: Right not even on the radar. Well, this, this is good stuff. Uh, Crowns of Gold, listeners, you've got a deep dive from the author here. You've got a deep dive here on this. Uh, and one more time, let them know where they can purchase it and where they can connect with you online.
2: Crowdsofgold.net. one word, lowercase, or you can get it at my website at crownsofgold.net, or you can get it on Amazon or your local bookstore. Please support your local bookstores. Um, they, need, they need the support because they're doing a great job getting books out there and authors like me out there. Um, Amazon is just a big, big giant that squashes everybody they can. So, you know, I'll plug Amazon, but I'm also plugging the local bookstores. Please buy it from them
1: absolutely absolutely and uh typically any bookstore you go in if they don't have a book they can get it for you they can they can order they can it for order you it. so don't yeah don't let that scare you at all well um it's been a pleasure my last question for you uh the goal of my show is to motivate excite and influence and we want to know what continues to motivate you
2: well i enjoy life i enjoy doing many 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 things uh, I cleared the lot myself that we live on with a chainsaw, pick, shovel, that axe. It was a forest. It took me two years to do it. Then it took ten years to the design of our house. I planted the yard. It's a Japanese garden that I planted, maintained, and I do all of that myself. Uh, I love cooking. Uh, I cut stones. Uh, I do bonsai. I collect uh, Sui Seki stones, these are Japanese uh, stones and Chinese scholar rocks. But I go, anytime we go uh, on a trip, I look for rivers or places where I can find stones that look like people or look like animals or just have a nice hmm. forest design to them or a mountain. And the Chinese Buddhist monks used to go into the forest and find these things, and then would bring them back and meditate on them to put them back in the forest. So I do – there's lots of things I'm involved in, and I just enjoy it. And this was just a new venture for me uh, to do this, and I'm having a lot of fun with it.
1: Wonderful, wonderful. And meeting a lot of great people. Yes, yes. Like your bet book, I'm sure, (laughs) like me, yes, because we met in person, which is awesome because uh, I don't meet listeners, I don't necessarily meet every single guest I bring on the show. And so uh, Dr. Abbott and I met in person, big shout out again to James River uh, Writers uh, and that organization, uh, which I'm a proud board member of, Uh, and so we're excited to just be able to chat with you. Again, shout out to your wife, um your daughters, your grandchildren uh, and all of that. I'm, I know that just makes uh, makes this world so much better for you and and all the great things you get to enjoy. So, uh thank you so much for stopping by the show.
2: Oh, no problem. I really appreciate it. And uh appreciate right. what, what you do, Charlotte. Charlotte.
1: All right. Oh, you're welcome, and thank you. All right, listeners, guess what? That is going to be a wrap for today's show. Uh, Check back with us uh, next week, uh, as we always have amazing guests that we are um, bringing your way. uh, And we are excited that you hang out with us every single week.